Welcome to the Spirit School of Ministry podcast, where we discuss discipleship in everyday life. Hello, everyone. We are so glad to have you with us today. My name is Liz. I'm here with Pastor David and Pastor Bob. Howdy. He's Hi, with Bob. us mostly, I think, today. <laughs> I'm I'm in the spirit. Here, okay. But <laughs> physical body isn't doing what, you know, it's That's here. Thing. It's That's the rest. Good. The rest. We're not. Totally How about your sure feet? About are your what? feet here? My feet are here. My feet okay. are good. Good. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's a good way to start this. All right. Yes. We promising. are <laughs> going to be talking about hearing God today. And, ah. you know, this is interesting. We've gotten this far into the podcast without talking about prophetic things mm. because we have the prophet. Oh, man. Us. The senior prophet. David. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, so we uh, I get to ask lots of questions today, and we're just going to talk Sweet. about hearing God. Now, this isn't going to be like a teaching necessarily on what the prophetic is. We have a whole prophetic teaching that you can access and get lots of good training and biblical um, teaching and education there about the prophetic and activation and all of that. And if it's something you're interested in, you should definitely check it out on our website. But yep. today we're going to talk about more of the personal uh, side of things and just... Um, I think it's good for people to hear people's personal experiences. And I think that's one of the things that kind of demystifies the prophetic in some ways yeah. is talking about how people actually experience hearing God and what mm -hmm. that means and how that comes and how you start and all that. So I'm going to ask my Wonderful. first question, first Pastor question. Bob. Oh, no, not that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when did you first start to recognize God's voice? Well, interesting enough, when I came to Jesus, the night I came to Jesus was the first time I actually heard him, hmm. which was really odd. I didn't know what was happening. I wasn't hmm. sure if it was the drugs talking <laughs> <laughs> to begin with, but uh, then, uh, then I realized it was actually him, uh, and that was unusual to say the least uh, in a pretty now special way. When you say way. you hear him, was this like an audible thing? What does that mean? So... That particular time mm -hmm. was somewhat of a conversation in my soul okay. with him. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, that one was fairly intense. So, you know, I think there's uh, degrees of how you hear God. Mm -hmm. uh, that time, uh, the speaking to my soul was so intense that it's almost felt like a conversation yeah. like we're having here mm -hmm. without the audible component of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of strange. You know, I wanted to say, you know, we're doing this thing on the prophetic, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, to help people. And I sure. think one of the con my concerns is that people will try to emulate how someone else hears God. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a yeah. not a good thing mm -hmm. because I believe God is, uh, he's very specific to each person. Mm -hmm. And he communicates with each of us in different ways and also, uh, different ways at different times. Yes. <laughs> and so everybody, um, I believe, is hearing God, but it, they may not hear him the same way they heard him 50 years ago mm -hmm. or 20 years ago or yesterday, mm -hmm. for that matter. Mm -hmm. And so my concern with people listening to a podcast like this is that they're going to want to go, okay, now if I just do it the way you know Liz does it, then I will hear God. God, mm -hmm. you know, if I just set it up this way and we're going to discuss how I'm sure yeah. how we hear him and when, or, you know, why all those right. kinds of things. But I want to caution people that, 
uh, God's a very personal God, and he's going to talk to you personally, and also your uh, the time of life you're in, the circumstances you're in, may he will adjust it for that because yeah. he's such a personal God, which is so great about our God. Right. Like, and uh, so, I, uh, like I said, I don't want people to go away thinking, okay, now, if I take away you know, Pastor Bob's 14 points and just do them <laughs> in that sequence, right. everything's cool. Right. I will hear from God immediately. Mm-hmm. No. Right. Well, we're going to get into a lot more of that stuff later. Yeah. Uh, later I'm sorry, on. I jumped ahead. That's okay. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I think that is important just yeah. right off the bat that yeah. this is not intended to be here at this, you know, this is how you do it. Right. This mm-hmm. is, and you're going to hear, I think, very different um, perspectives and very different experiences mm-hmm. of just from the three of us of how we hear God or how God um, talks to us or encounters us. And this is meant to be an encouragement to you that it is personal and that God will talk to you the way he wants to talk to you. He knows your language. He knows, um, not just your, you know, your natural language of English or Spanish, but he knows the language of you. He knows how to speak to you in ways that are meaningful to you and and sometimes to no one else, just something that's just meaningful to you. Yeah. It's so great. He's such a good father, you know, and, uh, you, you know, I have, I've had four children and, how, you know, over the years and how you speak to each one of them is completely different Yeah. and given the time and the circumstances they're in. Mm-hmm. And I think that's not mm-hmm. just by accident. I think that's how God developed us as natural fathers, but also how he as our father in heaven, how he approaches us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for you, you mm-hmm. first started to recognize the voice of God basically when you first right at to the him. beginning, yeah, which okay. was very because I wasn't looking for him, yeah. So I think he had to get my attention, you know. Like I didn't, you know, I didn't like him, <laughs> I didn't want him. Uh, so you know, the scriptures, you know, he, you know, he loved us first. <laughs> you know, I, I get it, I yeah. completely understand that. So he, um, yeah, he just broke into my world and made himself a reality. Um, uh, he was somewhat of a reality to me before that, but it was a reality I didn't want anything to do with, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. And yeah. so, and then he had to like break into my world, ex- you know, ex- you know, show himself, announce himself, to announce you. himself. Yeah, it was kind of weird, you know. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I wasn't, you know, I obviously wasn't doing anything <laughs> to like make that happen. Yeah. Uh, you know, I wasn't in the mindset. It didn't matter, you know, any, all of that. I was rejecting and away from him. Mm-hmm. And so that happened. So like I said, I don't think there's a, a set of circumstances we can set up that will provoke God to talk to us. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, what about you, Pastor David? When did you mm-hmm. first start to hear or recognize God's voice? Yeah. I mean, I always, you know, God speaks on different levels, like Pastor Bob said. So I would always know there was a God from nature, creation, and from the Bible. So we don't believe in a mystery religion where um, everyone has to tap into something to hear from God, especially for them, Mm -hmm. because he has revealed in the scripture enough to get to know him, to start to get to know him. But what we're talking about in this podcast is like the friendship knowing of God and like the, the secrets of God being revealed to you. And it says in Psalm 25, 14, the friendship of the Lord or the secret counsel of the Lord is for those who fear him and he makes known to them his covenant. He will open his heart. Like he will give specific revelation. And if that's what you're talking about, um, I haven't, I didn't really hear that as much growing up. I would read the Bible. I was, I was not from charismatic churches, um, great churches that had the Bible being preached. So I was told the heart of God and I was read his love letter, right? Which is the Bible. Um, And so I was able to hear from him in that way. But when it really became personal for me, uh, probably when I 
I came back to God, like around the age of 20, I would start to seek him, start to just seek like, what does this mean? And make the word of God into a conversation with him and start to get insights um, that I thought were just my brain because I didn't have really a, a category for God revealing things on a specific level. I would have thought prophecy was a heresy back then, you know, like, mm -hmm. oh, you can't add to the Bible. I didn't have a, a scriptural understanding of it. Um, and so over time, I would just learn more and more like people in my churches, they would believe in the quote, still small voice of God, mm -hmm. even though they would reject the prophetic, but it's, <laughs> it's the same. that's what it is. It's mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit talking to you. Mm -hmm. um, and so I learned to, to decode that from scripture. I memorized a ton of scripture. And then when I was doing ministry and evangelism, different scriptures would pop into my heart for people and I would deliver them and it would have more power than just trying to go off a script. And I was yeah. like, Oh, this is cool. All right. So like God's sharing with me his heart for other people and how to reach them. Um, and I was also on a prayer team at Calvary chapel. Um, and people would come up after the message and you'd pray for them. You'd lay on hands and pray. And we, we acknowledged the prophetic at Calvary chapel, but we didn't as much press into it or, I mean, at least in my experience. Um, but that was really an activation for me because you'd pray for someone that you didn't know. There was a bunch of people at the church. There was always visitors. You didn't know that person. You didn't. It was too loud to really get to know them mm -hmm. that much. And you just have to would have to pray whatever came to your mind or whatever came to your heart. And that's actually one of the best ways I would teach people to start hearing the voice of God is to just intentionally pray over people, mm -hmm. and God will lead you in how to pray. So it's like Pastor Bob said, it's like a conversation in your soul where you, things start to come in that you didn't try to get to come in. <laughs> and right. God's revealing mm -hmm. his secret counsel to you. So uh, in essence, that's sort of where it began. And then I just had to deepen in it. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. What about you? No, I totally, I, <laughs> as you were uh, saying that, I was like just remembering that that's exactly how it was for me too. Um, you know, I obviously grew up in a church where there was prophetic, but there mm -hmm. weren't a whole lot of people that were um consistently active in it, let me put mm -hmm. it that way. And so I, I understood it. I just didn't necessarily think it was for me to be active in, but, mm -hmm. um, I did grow up, um, especially like in my teen years, started going to our weekly prayer meetings and we always, we also had these things called Holy ghost workshops and it was about oh, prayer nice. and praying for specific things and praying over people. And mm -hmm. that is really where I, someone asked me later, like, how did you learn to prophesy? And I was like, I, I really think I learned how to do it in prayer first, yeah. mm -hmm. how to tap into the, you know, like to actually sense when God was starting to move through me rather than just my coming from my mind, like, Oh, we mm -hmm. got to pray for this. Let me think of a prayer for that. But actually hearing the heart of God mm -hmm. and being able to um, be a conduit for that. And so I, I do think it started there. Um, with more of a set, like, and even then it wasn't like, um, I didn't like get like specific phrases or like conversation mm -hmm. necessarily, like in my soul, like Pastor Bob was talking about, but it was more impressions, um, yeah. and, and sensing the heart of God. But I do remember, um, probably in my teen years, like the first time I actually heard in, and I want to say here, I mean like in my, so your spirit has sent, like your spirit life has senses, right? So when we say like, see, hear, mm -hmm. feel, touch, like those are all things that also happen in our spirit, man. Yeah. So like I heard this phrase go through my mind and it was not from me. It was not something I was thinking about. It was like so random and out of the blue. And that's probably the first, I think I was uh, like 15 or 16. That was probably the first time I remember actually hearing something that was like, Whoa, this is, mm -hmm. this is different. This isn't, right. this isn't me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it kind of, but it was, and it, but again, it was a prompt to prayer. Mm. And that's the thing I think people miss a lot of times with hearing God is that it's so linked with being in prayer ah, and it. being communing mm. with him. So, 
If they are um, prophets, let them intercede. That's right. Absolutely. Um, so, okay. So from, from your initial kind of first introduction to hearing, <laughs> to hearing God, how did you go from there and, um, and grow in that? Was it like something you did intentionally? Was it just something that happened as you progressed in your walk with the Lord? Mm. What, what did that look like? David. Oh, I, you know, I was really seeking after it because it says to earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. Mm. That's in the Bible. And I, I love the Bible. So the Bible is telling me to seek that. And I had got little glimpses of it. Um, so I would, I would read books about it. I would, I would get messages about it on the YouTube or wherever else, like, <laughs> and just, I would test it by the scriptures to see if it was like wacky or not. And take from it what I could. And I would try to share from God's heart in prayer or with people in ministry, ask him what he would want to say to someone. And I wasn't calling it prophecy because to me that was arrogant. It was like, no, I'm not going to speak what God says, but you know, you hear him and you want to deliver what he says. Um, and so I was just growing into it and I knew I just needed more instruction. And I came, uh, you know, into relationship with this church, which is very prophetic word of life fellowship. Um, my girlfriend at the time, was from this church and you guys were doing a voice of God seminar. And I was like, Oh, I got to go to this. Cause I, you know, I need to be taught. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I went to it, I took time and my car broke down. So I rented a car and I was like, I gotta, I gotta get up there. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and cause I had a hunger to be like, um, sure. And hearing God and delivering a word that wasn't like, um, deceptive, but was actually in line with the written word and would strengthen people. Mm-hmm. So I really sought after that instruction and it, it gave me a lot of confidence and it activated me. And so I would, you know, I'd recommend that to anybody that there's, there's a lot of resources out there um, that can help you grow in that friendship, hearing from God and then delivering his word with more and more power. Uh, but you have to seek it intentionally. You can't yeah. just sit back and be like, why isn't God saying anything to me? Why isn't God proving himself to me? You have to seek the Lord. Mm. And seek the spiritual gifts. Pursue them earnestly. Yeah. I like what you said, too, about you didn't just, like, get educated about it. Like, you did get educated mm-hmm. about it. But then you also uh, tried to put it into practice, mm-hmm. right? You actually tried to walk it out and live it out sure. and activate that in your own life. And I think that's mm-hmm. so key. So mm-hmm. I think sometimes we try to educate ourselves into a spiritual gift or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like you can't, that's not actually how it works. You can learn how to fake it, fake it kind of, but you'll know, you'll, you'll know you that you're faking it. You can tell everyone about it. Yeah. You just may not actually be just able to do, do it. it. Yeah, <laughs> right? It's, it's yeah. Lame, what about man. you, Pastor Bob? How did you grow in that? Well, when I came to Jesus, like I told you the first time I heard right. him was, you know, I was getting saved. Um, and obviously I, you know, I, I was a professional heathen, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I was really good at that. <laughs> and and the things of God were totally uh, alien to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I grew up as a little child. I grew up in the Catholic church and I left that when I was, I don't know, 12, mm-hmm. you know, just stopped going. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had no experience with churches. So unlike you guys who grew up in churches and I had nothing, I, I ran the other way away from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably was involved in a lot more or had brushes with a lot more occult and, you know, that kind of stuff, which I thought was odd too, but it's just like it was interesting on. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I come to Jesus, uh, I'm, I come to a church that's completely prophetic, okay, and we're like operating in it. It's It's all the time people. So what happened for me was I actually um, – 
I think I actually got fell more in love with the word and started like mm-hmm. just like devouring the word and just loving to just hang with God in the word. Mm-hmm. And he started talking to me through the word first. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was interesting because it would come alive. Like yeah. I knew it was him. Like yeah. it wasn't just, you know, read through the Bible. Oh, there it is. You know, mm-hmm. done, you know, check. Mm-hmm. It was all of a sudden a scripture would just come you know, come alive and come mm-hmm. into my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'd be thinking about how to apply it actually, you know, like how does this actually work in my life? And so I, I believe that was the first ways I started hearing him, although I was around a lot of prophetic people, a, you know, every service we went to. And back then we were kind of at church every day <laughs> of the week and every night, um, twice on Sundays. God forbid anybody does that now. That could kill you. When do you watch football, though? <laughs> when, yeah, really. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, and so the, but there was so much prophetic in our church that it just was. And so I would say um, being around prophetic people yeah. really uh, affects you. It, it, mm-hmm. it, uh, uh, you know, I didn't uh, run after it to pursue it in terms of like, oh, I've got to do that. I just was like, so, most of that I was pretty amazed by at the time. Like mm-hmm. I said, coming out of the world and being kind of heathenish, <laughs> you yeah. know, I just, uh, it all wowed me. Like, I was like, wow, what is going on with this? But I could sense it was God talking. Mm-hmm. So just the fortune, having this such great fortune and calling from the God to be around people who, operate in the prophetic regularly, I mean, consistently regularly. And then, you know, we'd have, uh, you know, prophetic meetings with mm-hmm. presbyteries, people coming in from outside our church and intense, you know, things. And then at that time, about probably about uh, less than a year into my walk with God, we received the prophetic and uh, my wife and I, and I was actually called into that, you know, in the mantle of a prophet and all mm-hmm. the stuff, you know, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, all that stuff that comes with it. Um, and all the other interesting stuff that comes with it, the trying, uh, of your life. But, um, the, then I realized, oh, like, I, I guess I'm supposed to do something with this, <laughs> you know, like this is, I mean, he, this is how he looks at me. And so, uh, so I tippy toed into it. Mm-hmm. Um, or sometimes back then God would just kind of, um, explode on me, I guess the way, best way to explain it. I, I see that a lot nowadays when people would be like, I just couldn't contain him. Yeah. It's like, I was blown. I remember that, yeah. you know, yeah. every yeah. once in a while, that's still like, all of a sudden there's this, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we- overwhelming, yeah. you know, okay, <laughs> um, you blow, you blow <laughs> I'm blowing up. Yeah, that kind of thing. Back then, that's how it would happen. It would just mm-hmm. be like my whole body, mm-hmm. my heart's racing and just out of the blue. Yeah. And all of a sudden I'm like, uh-huh, and just blah, you know, the word, you know, prophesy was kind of strange but i think um then we were being just taught of the lord Mm -hmm. like he had to kind of come on us to do it to show us like this is i can communicate with you and um it could be very random it could be you know you might not even be in that you know frame of mind you might just be worshiping just generally and then all of a sudden it would happen Mm 
And so I always get a kick actually today out of people, you know, younger people in the prophetic and they go, yeah, my heart was blown up. I I go, yeah, Uh you know, remember back and go, yeah, that's awesome. You know, I don't know if I can operate like that on a regular basis anymore. (laughs) You know, I don't know if my heart could handle that. (laughs) You know, honestly, I just like. Consult um, your physician before entering ecstatic prophecy. (laughs) Just like, you know, get the old paddles out. (laughs) But, um. It still moves me. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, the prophetic still it's it moves me. It's it's not so it doesn't feel physical as much anymore. There are times when it does, but most of the time it's still all the time. It still compels me, mm-hmm. pushes me. And so being to try to answer your question, <laughs> yeah, I think I tippy toed into it mostly with the just getting into the word first. Yeah, like because and to this day. I'm still, you know, I hear from him that way probably more than any other way, to be honest with you. I mean, I do yeah. hear from him quite a bit in other ways, but that way is very consistent. It's very, it's it's constant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and it's so good, too. You know, and you would think after a lot of years of just, you know, reading the Bible over and over and over again through it and studying it, uh, that that would just become kind of ho-hum, and it's not. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's still like alive he's having a conversation right. yeah Absolutely. Right. yeah i don't know if i answered your question yeah, i'm sorry yeah, i just no, got off yeah, on a tangent it's, there oh, <laughs> it's good stuff and it kind of reel me <laughs> in if i get too off there uh, <laughs> it kind of brings me to my next question too about and i love what well first what you guys were saying i think both of you were saying there's the the personal component of really um getting to know and entering into relationship with the word himself right mm-hmm. the person of jesus christ expressed through the written word. But then also each of you mentioned the component of coming into relationship with other people who helped grow the abilities. And I think that both of those yeah. are really important for anybody that's looking to how, how do I grow my ability to hear mm-hmm. the Lord? And you can't have one without the other. I think they, they both are so um, important. Um, but leads me to my next, my next question is how did you, um, and I think you probably touched on some of this, but how did you discern and how do you discern uh, between God's voice, God's impressions, and your own thoughts, your own desires? How do you do that? Well, early on, <laughs> that was more difficult because you're, uh, you're constantly questioning, you know? Yeah. Uh, but for me, I, you know, I've, I've heard this term used. I've never used it before, but I know because of my knower. I've never really used that before. It's kind of weird. It's the first time I've actually, even, I think, said it that way. I always thought it was weird, yeah. <laughs> actually. It still may be weird, right? Yeah. Now I'm saying it. But um, it, it, yeah, my spirit, like w- w- when you get to, when you get to like uh, engaging your spirit enough, yeah. um, you know. <laughs> How did you know at the beginning, though? Like when you didn't, maybe your your knower wasn't uh, it wasn't known. It wasn't yet. known. <laughs> um, how did I know he taught? He was speaking to me, and it wasn't like my own. Yeah, early like on. How did you? How were you able to separate separate that out? Um, a lot of the times, just by the the wow of God, like he'd jump in on something I wasn't even considering at the time, or think. Well, I think you even mentioned that a little earlier. Like all of a sudden, just. It seemed like out of the blue, mm-hmm. something just comes and it comes for me. And to this day, it's still, I still operate that way. The, the, um, 
voice of God, if you will, mm-hmm. he comes in uh, like an explosion to me. Mm-hmm. It will be nothing and then kaboom, <laughs> everything. Yeah. Uh, and it's just like, and it's, you know, I'm not necessarily looking, you know, I, I may be seeking him, but I'm not necessarily looking for a prophetic word, if you right, will, or something. Right. And then all of a sudden it, mm-hmm. he comes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, David? To discern the voice of the Lord. Um, I think you have to know him, like you're saying, and you know him through his logos word, the mm-hmm. written word. And like you said, pursuing him, the logos triggers the rhema. And so it's always focus on him and, and what he has revealed in his word. And you'll know if you know his word and you know his nature, you'll know if something's totally off the wall. It's not God. It's mm-hmm. it's your own flesh. It's judging someone. It's condemning someone. That's knowing his tone of voice. Like that's knowing his heart, like how he would deliver something. Um, that the word is how it discerns between soul and spirit, right? Um, so you have to have that trained by constant practice to discern good and evil. Um, so there is letting his written word abide deeply in you mm-hmm. and it it's what um what filters things you can also test it not just by the bible but by questions like if you have a word and knowledge about someone you don't just say you're in the medical field you say are you in the medical field and kind of just put it out <laughs> the question um you can test it by counsel obviously you can have yeah. other other people around you that you mm-hmm. you bounce it off of mm-hmm. and you can test it by time like you could let it marinate if you're not really sure if it's going to come come to pass or if it's from the lord uh, you just let that mar- marinate. But we're commanded to test all things and to test the spirits and see whether it's really the prophetic spirit. Yeah, I would also say that when this word of the Lord comes from me, it's always wrapped with mercy and truth. It's never just one aspect of it. It may have, it may be more highlighted in one of those directions, but it always comes together. It's kind of an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. So even if it were a word of direction or correction even for someone uh, or for me, <laughs> it will come with uh, the aspect of mercy just kind of in it, just yeah. together. So you get mm-hmm. all of him and that helps me um, know mm-hmm. like, okay, that's God. If it's just really heavily one weighed one way or the other, I start to question it pretty quickly <laughs> right. to be re- very honest with you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do think there are some definite markers of how God is, like you were saying, like his character, right? Like God, a prophetic word is not going to condemn you, right? right? That's one, like there's just certain things when you understand the word, you understand the principles of God. Some of those things you can kind of filter through if you are... paying attention to those, right? The Lord's, yeah. he, he will convict you, but that will never, that will always bring you hope. He yeah. always brings hope with yeah. it. His word always brings hope. It never is going to leave you hopeless and in despair the way that condemnation does. Um, and I think mm-hmm. there's other things that are principles of God that ap- apply to every prophetic expression. Um, now, what about something that's like, um, maybe not necessarily scriptural, like a scriptural principle, but like you're discerning something in a situation with somebody mm-hmm. um, and you're not sure if it's like, if it's your heart, if it's got the spirit is showing you something, you know, cause I think a lot of people are like, they're trying to, it's one of the questions we get a lot about the prophetic is like, how do I discern? How do I discern if this is me, if this is my, perception or if there's something in me that's clouding the way I'm seeing this, or am I actually seeing something that no one else is seeing? And you know, all these questions, what would you guys say to that? 
Well, I would say, first of all, there's a significant difference between just operating in the prophetic and having a prophetic mantle. Mm-hmm. And it's taken a long time for me to understand that difference. To I mean, I, I kind of knew it in my brain, you know, and I could kind of see it in the word, mm-hmm. but to actually see it develop and understand what it means, there's a difference. Uh, that's all I can say about that. So I'm going to speak from a person that carries a mantle. Okay, okay. so that's who I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't say that boastfully or proudly. It's because it's a very humbling experience, <laughs> and God makes sure that it stays that way. <laughs> Let's just put it this way. Yes. <laughs> and so all I can say is, from a prophetic mantle point of view, um, it's so absolute in my in my soul, my spirit, and my soul. When it's Him, it's so absolute that I, I don't even, I I wouldn't even consider it being my thoughts. (laughs) Like it doesn't even, it it doesn't seem like my thoughts. As a matter of fact, so many times that word will come and it will be kind of opposite of the way I think I would think about a situation, Mm -hmm. which is a whole nother aspect to bring, um, you know, to allow that to happen. Now, I don't know if people who don't have a prophetic mantle, but who operate in the prophetic have that same thing going on, because mm-hmm. I've never experienced right. it any other way, to be honest with you. Right. You know, because right. I don't believe a prophetic mantle is something you uh, like earn right. <laughs> along the way. I think it gets developed. <clears throat> I think you grow into it, mm-hmm. but I think it's a calling on your life and then you're you're kind of it's you <laughs> and there's right. no separating it right. so i i like i said i don't i don't want, i don't want to make that seem like there's uh you know greater than or it's not it has nothing to do with that because i right. think most mantle prophets um suffer yes. <laughs> you know so if you really want to be a mantle prophet <laughs> <laughs> you know but you don't even get a chance to a choice to say you want to be a mantle prophet. Right. You, it's a calling that you make your calling and election sure, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you can walk away from, or you can, well, you can try to walk away from it and you can do that pretty successfully, I think, uh, and suffer a lot of other weird consequences, uh, but it's still who you are, mm-hmm. you know? And mm-hmm. so, like I said, I, I, I'm interested in how other people who, because we may be talking to a lot of people who are not prophetically mantled and how they, you're laughing. It's like, it's tough because I don't know it any, I actually realized in time, I have not known his voice any other way, mm-hmm. which is odd. Like it's okay. just an odd. Okay, we'll move maybe on I from should, you. We'll maybe I'll leave you and you guys discuss this. I'll see you later. <laughs> All right, Pastor David, help us out. Well, okay, <laughs> for me, I don't carry that mantle that I know of. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, I could prophesy out of my hopes for someone and mm-hmm. I could put Bible verses on it and I could say something that's in line with God. Um, but that might not be the word of the Lord to that person mm-hmm. for that time. Mm-hmm. So for me to break it down, I'd have to say like, what sort of a word is it? Because the prophetic is an umbrella term mm-hmm. that includes dreams, visions, words of knowledge, yeah. words of wisdom, mm-hmm. prophetic utterances of all kinds. Um, it includes prophecies that are encouragement and prophecies that are judgment, right? Mm-hmm. And that are invitations to repentance. Um, so if it's something that's like an encouragement, you can give that without too much right. damage. Um, If it's a word of knowledge, you can say, is this true or not? You can say, you you can put it out there so it's testable. Um, So those are, those are ways that you can sort of test it. You can release it as a prayer. Like if, if you're not really sure you could, you could pray it over someone as 
as a petition of God for them. Um, if you have mantled prophets around or pastors, you could run it by them mm-hmm. to be like, hey, does this resonate with your spirit? And that will give you a lot of confidence. Mm-hmm. If you have a word that's, that could really damage someone that's like correction or rebuke or, or judgment, you should hold on to that until you can get it weighed um, if you're not sure, mm-hmm. right? If you shouldn't be given without being weighed, without being run through your, um, your spiritual authority, which hopefully you're in submission to. Yeah. You're not a lone wolf um, you know, gunslinger of a prophet that's out there. That's right. cool, but it's not like well, the biblical I, way. I, I want to <laughs> say that so, yeah. even a mantle prophet should be under that kind of a uh, covering. Yes. I mean, that's not there's that's not an exemption from the covering. But what if they're more yeah. gifted than the people? That yeah, then there's a real problem. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, don't want to get in. It's still required. It's, it's still, still required. Uh, it's never listen. Yeah. Actually, in something that uh, Pastor David mentioned, and he said, you know, it's, it's safe in the comfort area and the you know mm-hmm. uh, those kinds of things, uh, edification. It is com- it is safe there or safer. Um, the only time I've seen it not be safe is when people are intentionally um, grow accustomed to just comfort. I'm bringing the deep end of the swimming pool here. The fortune um, cookie. The fortune Profit. cookie. It's it's not evil in, in uh, on face value. It's good. It's right. nice. It's happy. Uh, it's all of those things which are you know who's going to say that's bad, right? Nobody will step up and say that's bad, but. If it's not appropriate for the time mm-hmm. and the situation, it, I actually believe it can be as damaging or more damaging than uh, even a word of judgment that's done mm-hmm. out of time. To be very honest with you, because um, what happens is you're conditioning people for nice. <laughs> well, you can comfort people on their sin. Yes. Right. You hear what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. And so there's a, yeah. well, so we, well, we just went know. way like, I mean, to the, <laughs> if you're, if, but again, if it's like in line with the word, your comfort, you know, it wouldn't, right. it wouldn't excuse sin. It would be right. like, you know, right. so all this has to be in the nature of God. Absolutely. And so if you're just like, Oh, I want to say something nice to that person. That's, not prophecy. Yeah, right. That's I would right. say just go I say mean, something nice yeah. to him. Yeah. Someone like the Lord yeah. loves them, right? Like yeah. that's uh, that's great. Telling them that he's pleased with them may or may not be Ooh. accurate, though. <laughs> you know, yeah, that exactly. will get we have a good a God that only exactly. likes you. Exactly. <laughs> but there is, like I said, there's a uh, we have to be careful. And I think, and actually, I want to speak to maybe there's some crazy mantle prophet flopping around out there. It's actually listening to our podcast. <laughs> I want to caution mantle prophets because. You have to be careful because if you're not actually serious about you know uh, handling the word of God in righteousness, mm-hmm. you could be conditioning people for a really sweet, soft, play us a nice tune, speak to us nice things because our ears really want that. And by the way, there's a time for that that's very, very necessary. And you need to bring your prophetic mantle to that and it's got to be done with the inspiration of the Holy <laughs> Spirit and the power of God. <clears throat> But <laughs> did I just rebuke a whole bunch of Don't heal the, the wound of my people lightly. Yeah, yeah. the word's pretty clear about the hand, and then their blood is on your hands. God doesn't pull any punches with mantle yeah. prophets. So oh, guess maybe what? we need to do yeah. a whole podcast oh, on no, mantle prophets. No, I don't think well, we should do that. And guess, and guess what? Let me just throw a little one out there as a preacher, somebody that's a preacher. The same thing applies to you as yeah, a preacher. You have a message from God that comes out of a text. You better deliver that sucker. 
Yeah, you think so? That's what heals the person. So you know. uh, now that we're really getting off of your questions, <laughs> yeah. I've never really seen a big difference between a, in the, especially in the Old Testament, a prophet and a preacher. Because right, a prophet right. is a preacher. He's preaching the word of God all the time. And so to me, it's like, you're absolutely right, Pastor David. That's, uh, there's, a, there's a requirement from God. Mm-hmm. And it's a great requirement. Mm-hmm. It's, it can be to bring people into conviction. You're just this doing. is supposed to be a nice pod. This is a nice podcast. Okay, hold on a second. Okay, a- wait. <laughs> In wait, with, bring back other Bob. Bring okay, back other in Bob. with the in with the good. Bring out. Them to the Let front me expel chair. the bad. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. The I'm many gonna personalities. <laughs> I'm going to ask you a uh, hard question now. You ready? <laughs> uh, have you ever made any mistakes in hearing God? And what did you do after that? I have never made no. <laughs> Because you known. know, you know, because you know for sure that it's right. <laughs> no, uh, Bob the, also thinks he's always right. I, I do believe I'm always okay. right, but <laughs> in the prophetic, uh, I the biggest mistake I've ever made in the prophetic is actually not prophesying when God wanted me to. Uh, I, I mean, I wish, you know, I, and I know that we all prophesy in part and. We, you can make mistakes. Yeah. I get that. Right. You can have an assignment from God and go out and start a prophecy, and then all of a sudden your flesh gets in there and you throw something in there that's really not God. Yeah. You're like, mm-hmm. uh, can we pull that one back? Because yeah, that's like was, that. Yeah, none of that, that was God. <laughs> okay. That thing I said at the end, just, <laughs> just take that off. Get the eraser out mm-hmm. on that. But <laughs> most prophets are uh, too prideful to actually say that. Oh. Most of us are like that, right? And so you, you know, you're rarely going to say that. Uh, I'm just going to say, um, but. Withholding the word of God mm. when you're supposed to be giving it, I have fell into that on several occasions. I want to just go on uh, record of saying that. <laughs> um, God, like, like I'm not, I'm not confessing this to God. <laughs> like He knew that, he, <laughs> <laughs> he knew that, and I've confessed it before. But um, it's, um, uh, yeah, that's a pretty severe thing. And actually, I think the thing it does to your soul is really for, to the prophet's soul is rough. Mm. And I think the potential of withholding a word from someone that needs a word is um, not a good thing. If you, I think the thing that motivates me to actually speak now, regardless of how I, if I want to or not, is uh, besides the pushing and pressing of the Lord, it's actually thinking about that person, like yeah. what will happen without this. Mm-hmm. So yes, that's my biggest mistake. And how did you? Down. What did you do after? Like, what did you? How did you move forward from that? Did you, you mean after like- uh, depression and <laughs> <laughs> condemnation and beating yeah. yourself for a while? Uh-huh. That never happens. <laughs> <laughs> I just laughed through it all. <laughs> so just the nice Bob was there. Now, uh, uh, I I had to repent. Um, I had to listen to people around me. Like I had to open my heart to people and go, "Hey, I this happened and." Oh, and fortunately, I had people in my life who actually, I don't know how this works exactly, but I have people in my life that know that when I'm supposed to prophesy and they come and tell me, like my wife's one of them. You've been that kind of pain in the past, uh, Liz. Um, Jenny, uh, one of our top prophets here, have come and like, hey, uh, what's going on? You know, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like, I hate being called out on my stuff like this. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, there's some repentance that's involved. You know, and uh, and you know, bringing yourself to the reality of what it means, and like yeah. what's it, what the cost is. Yeah. You know, so yeah, 
Does that, that affect what you do the next time? Uh, like I said, I've suffered from this on a few occasions. I want to say that my repentance was <laughs> complete. complete. <laughs> <laughs> a repentance not to be repented of. Yes, I, um, it um, it has over time generally um, put me in a place where I'm less, a lot less likely to do that now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, like everyone else, uh, we're all works in progress. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I could just say it's no. Oh, I mean, hey, we're, I, so this is a hard question. <laughs> no, I, know. I know, and I don't want to give people some just pat answer. You know, you're just like, oh, that's what you do, and you're, you know, it's like, mm. no, you know what? Uh, there's going to be some uh, trying. Yeah, it's it's not all bad. I mean, Father, He wants you to, mm-hmm. He wants you to do great things in the earth. He wants you to express His heart to people. Yeah. And uh, and like I said, honestly, that's the thing that gets me the most is that I, I begin to sense the heart of the father toward a person or a people mm-hmm. that I withheld from them. And yeah. that's rough. That right? and rough. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know I, so let's talk about something nice. Okay, we'll go to Pastor David yeah. now. Tell us about your mistakes, <laughs> have I ever, David. Have I ever made a mistake? Yeah, uh, God, yeah this is very... This week, I've the past two weeks, I've made at least four mistakes in words of knowledge and evangelism. And so just trying to reach out to people, um, getting it wrong and being like, hey, you know, I was praying for you and God showed me this. Is that right? And they're like, no. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, OK, I'm sorry about that. Like, I'm I'm learning to hear God. And then I talk about God more yeah. with them because mm-hmm. uh, you have to be willing to make a mistake as long as you're putting it forth um, and you're willing to take accountability for it. And not be like, well, no, you must be lying because God showed me this, you know. <laughs> it's like, no, take accountability. But what I do is I, I went to prayer after that and I was like, Lord, why were these wrong? Like there were other ones that I got right with other people. Praise the Lord. Like that's not of me. That's that's a gift. You know, in other conversations, he was really triggering and I was able to maneuver the conversation and encourage the person. And um, I was like, what was different with those, t- with those two interchanges? Like why was I getting them wrong? Like all the, you know, what was I... Because usually I, I not only will get something, but I'll ask God what it means and what, what I should do with it. Mm. A word of wisdom to go with the word of knowledge. And I felt like I still had the go, go ahead, So, but then it was wrong anyway. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> um, I can either go to the whole, well, they were probably lying and they didn't want to admit it, which that is, was it. Uh, that's yeah, foolishness. That was it. <laughs> but so I just asked God, like, why was, I, why was I getting it wrong? And he was like, you need to focus on the message, not the miracle. And I was like, oh. The times that I was really triggering and it was correct, I was focused on the person and giving them the gospel and giving them Jesus and loving them. And the Lord gave me everything I needed for that. And there was supernatural with it. Um, when I was just asking God, Lord, give me a conversation starter. Like, show me something about that person that I can go up to them. He's like, you don't need that. Like, I mean, sometimes he does. Let me just say that. He'll give you, he'll give you stuff and you test it out. Um, but all you, you have everything you need to open a conversation with someone. If you know how to speak, <laughs> you know how to, if you have courage that he's given you in the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. then if you step out in faith and, and you focus on the Lord and his message, he'll back it up with signs and wonders and with the prophetic. And I wasn't doing that in those instances. So um, I don't think it's an absolute, like he'll never open a conversation like that because he has a lot of times, but I need to really weigh it even more and like, and be willing to get to know the person one-on-one, not approach it as a psychic not approach it as a fortune teller. Mm-hmm. And that's something I want to say is there's a big difference between being a prophet and being a psychic and be like, Oh, well, God's showing me this. And like, Oh, is this, you know, Oh, I know everything about you without ever having to have a conversation with you. Mm-hmm. And God's relational. Mm-hmm. 
So he always humbles me on that of like, do you want to just know everything about this person without having a relationship with them? Or do you care about them? Mm-hmm. So I think prophecy has to be in the context of relationship and like and caring about the person. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you divorce it from that and you're just trying to do works, um, sometimes the Lord isn't with you on that. You think? <laughs> At least me. <laughs> yeah. At least me. So that's, I get it wrong a lot, but I keep trying. That's good. Because well, God think, wants to reach people. I think that's a valuable lesson for people to learn, all of us to learn, is that uh, you know you are bringing the Father's heart to people. Um, and sometimes I've gotten word of knowledge on someone and word of wisdom, mm-hmm. but part of that wisdom was just to either engage them, sometimes it was to just wait mm-hmm. and pray. Mm-hmm. Sometimes uh, it was to engage them, but not not unload the thing that I got. Right. Like, and that's another interesting component of it. So sometimes we think, and you know, what happens is early on when we get something, we want to just boom, you know, I got it. This is it, you know, and we're not willing to um, submit to Holy Spirit's his full leading. Yeah. Right. You know, he's leading us into all truth, but then part of that truth might be timing issues, uh, like you said, relational issues, uh, just waiting on him, just waiting to see what God has for you know someone and it's it's a it's kind of interesting because i've had the same thing where i've gotten word of knowledge on somebody and wisdom and gone to him and god's like i'm there and god's like hold it (laughs) like oh Mm -hmm. oh like why would i be here if i wasn't here to deliver the great word that i have (laughs) it's like hold it and i'm like okay (laughs) you know (laughs) we'll just wait and that has actually been very effective Actually, because there's some things that God gives us in the prophetic, especially in the realms of word and knowledge, where he's doing that, not just to give us an idea of what's going on in someone's life or a situation, but also to be able to pray for it, but also uh, so that we can um, uh, carry his heart into this thing <laughs> and just be able to um, uh, walk you know, and, and carry the load with someone. And uh, see how he sees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of interesting. It's not always, like you said, to just be the prophet yeah. and to be yeah. the thing. Mm-hmm. It's it 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 can't be that. I mean, our God is too personal for that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. yeah, I don't know. We kind of went around there. <laughs> what do you okay, get? You what do, I'm going to ask you your question. <laughs> You're on you, like walkabout today. That's yeah, we're I just walking. Taking a walk. We're taking a walkabout. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you want to hear about my mistakes? Is that, is that what you're yeah, asking? Yeah, I want to hear about your mistakes. Yeah, yeah. Can uh, you do them chronologically, alphabetically? What are you going to do? Let's here? just listen. <laughs> the list is We don't so have long. enough time for all of that. But uh, yeah, no, I've um, mistakes. I think, you know, learning and, and missing it is one thing. Um, I think the biggest mistakes I've made have been when I went out of order. Hmm. And um, those were the most painful, I think, actually, be, to me and other people, unfortunately, because, and it was, and some of it was, you know, I was learning and I wasn't, um, I, some of it was ignorance at the time of not knowing exactly how to manage what I was getting and, and it, you know, probably doesn't make any sense to anybody, but um, speaking things to people that I shouldn't have spoken to them without um, being under the covering of mm-hmm. leadership or having cleared it by them. And those were really hard mistakes. Cause I, they, da- it damages, you know, it mm-hmm. damaged relationships. And I had to go back and apologize. And, um, and even then it was still a little touchy after that. Um, but also the, I think one of the harder ones was making a mistake where I went out of order. 
Um, and my pastors actually had to fix it. They had to get involved and there was, you know, counseling that was involved there with the people that I prophesied to. And that was, that was harder actually, cause I couldn't fix mm-hmm. it. They had to do it. And mm-hmm. I felt, and so that was a big lesson learned for me. And I was like, okay, that's, that's why I believe so much in order. Cause I just think there's so much safety in it, um, for everybody involved, for the person that's receiving the word for the prophet, um, for the, the church itself. I just think that there's such, um, wisdom and safety and potential for life in that way. Mm-hmm. And so those are probably just thinking back to some like the things that stick out. I'm like, Oh yeah, that was really bad. <laughs> you know, what's, uh, actually great about some of those mistakes if there can be a great in this okay because when you're in it it's not great right (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't feel great yeah but it's such an opportunity for the lord um to help us to grow us and so i I mean speaking to people who are listening to this today Mm -hmm. um you know you may have made mistakes or you probably will make some in the future Mm -hmm. everybody does we Mm -hmm. all do um how you deal with them if you open up a door and allow the enemy of your soul to come in and condemn you for the mistake. Right. That's, you know, where you get in a woe is me and I'm so I'm no good and start beating yourself and all that. That's a, mm-hmm. that's a nice way to go. You know, it's very, <laughs> right. you know, say a few Hail Marys, you're back on, you know, on track. Um, that, that's a, that can happen. It does happen if you let the enemy Mm-hmm. give them that opportunity or if you let your own heart condemn you which is right. a whole nother section of that <clears throat> but in reality father in heaven he's like hey you're growing you're learning you're gonna make mistakes right we but there's an order and a way that those mistakes can be uh remedied mm-hmm. and uh mm-hmm. most of the time i would say that's mm-hmm. the case mm-hmm. um and it will begin with uh you personally um, repenting right. from it and not, you know, and not, like I said, mistakes are not, and when I say repenting is, you know, look at it. Cause I think there's some things that we do intentionally and those are different kind of repentance involved yeah. there. There's a cha- there's a turning, it's a assessing and going how that was, that was a mistake. Was it a mistake? Cause I wasn't undercover. Was it a mistake? Cause I decided to step out on my own. Was it a mistake because of ignorance? Right. Like I just didn't know. I thought I was doing the right thing mm-hmm. and it was a good thing. I thought in my heart, I actually thought that. So right. you have to assess all that. Right. And then, but no matter what the assessment is, there's a place to return mm-hmm. to where God doesn't want to stop. He's not interested in stopping us. Right. Like pastor Dave was saying earlier, he wants us to desire to and to pursue to covet the yeah. prophetic things, yeah. and not so. There's a pressing toward them. It's not, and so when we pull back, it's a real problem uh, for our souls and our lives because you know now we are becoming the judge of our life. Yeah. So there's ways to remedy these things. Is well, all yeah. I'm and the other mm-hmm. thing is, for me, uh, you know, it required a lot of humility. But here's the thing: like the words that I said were actually accurate. <laughs> like the content of, of course, what I yeah. said <laughs> was accurate. And so I could have like dug down and been like, no, this was the truth. And this is, you know, and it's like, but it just like, when I saw what happened, it was like, okay, even if it was the truth, obviously it was not the way God intended it for me because otherwise it would be fruitful, not causing all of this, right. this mess. So lessons learned. And that's the good news. We do get to learn lessons and we get to move forward. And yeah. that's the important part is that we move forward and we're teachable and we're like you said we're all works in progress we are all working this out we're all learning how to hear the lord um 
I just want to spend just a few minutes here because I know that uh, something you touched on at the beginning is that we can, sometimes the way that the Lord speaks to you changes. Mm-hmm. And I just think this is important. I just want to um, touch on this before we wrap up. I don't know if you wanted to speak to that for a minute, maybe to explain what that means, what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, I, in, I can relate to it in my lifetime. And that is, uh, there were times when he spoke to me um, mostly out of the word. Then there were seasons where he's speaking to me uh, a lot in my, just in my spirit, in my soul, just revealing like things, knowledge, all that. Uh, there's times when he's revealing his word to me in uh, dreams mm-hmm. <laughs> and in visions, mm-hmm. which is really a whole nother aspect of, you know, the prophetic that you're like, whoa, where's yeah. that? You know, and those are kind of interesting and sudden and, and then knowing it's God too, which is a strange thing. And then having it confirmed that it's God, like mm-hmm. something comes to you, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, especially in a dream. And I don't believe all dreams are God, <laughs> you know, no. obviously, thank God <laughs> for that. <laughs> uh, I'm just going record. Most of my dreams are not. <laughs> okay. But um, there are um, dreams that, I, that I've had that I, like, I absolutely know mm-hmm. are God. Mm-hmm. Also visions that have just like exploded into my life. And some of those have been like just outright a vision where you see, you know, something. And some of them have been visions in my soul, like a picture in my soul that's very clear, actually. Um, And then there's these odd times in God where I want to say you're not dreaming (laughs) and you're not awake. You're in this Mm in-between stage. Yeah, trance. Yeah, I don't know what, I mean, I know it well, that place, but it's such an open place, yeah. like an open heaven where things are just revealed and, um, yeah, and we should, let's just continue talking. Yeah. Yeah, and it's such a, like I said, I, I want to really discuss this some more with everyone, and I want to hear your guys' experience with that too, because mm-hmm. uh, it does change. Mm-hmm. It does change. And like I said, now for me, the the word, like you say, how it changes over time. Yeah. So I used to get like pieces of words along the way. Like I wasn't even sure what they were for or who they were for. And like a little bit here, a little bit there. Just like, okay. Just kind of like, okay, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know what that, does that yes. make sense to you? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is like coming like. <laughs> Here, put that in there. Okay, put that in there. And you're like, do these things even vaguely <laughs> connect? And then when they connect, it's like, woo, uh-huh. you know, the light goes yep. on. Um, and the, and and now, like I said earlier, now it's not, you know, there'd be nothing. And then all of a sudden, I mean, yes, there's speaking in the word, but, you know, to your regular, but right. like nothing that I feel is like a prophetic utterance and and all of a sudden kaboom it's just like explodes on me mm-hmm. and it's just like there and then it's like a window opens and closes mm-hmm. just like that yeah yeah, yeah. but you do you have- <laughs> well i think you see that in um in daniel where he's like he discerned in the book of the prophet jeremiah that the exile was going to end and he's like oh prayer and fasting like <laughs> he started really going into the spiritual realm yeah. because daniel's bread and butter was prayer fasting and the word of god yeah and that's how the Lord speaks to you, the word of God, and through revelation. That's a sustainable source of joy is that he reveals Jesus in his word. He reveals the living word from the written word. And you have to build your Christianity around hearing God from that. Yes. You have to build your discipleship around his word. 
that's what produces endurance and encouragement in the saints for you to finish the race, according to Romans 15. Um, and when times in my life that I've strayed from that, it's been like a famine of hearing the word of the yeah. Lord. Like, oh, let me try to see if I, you know, I can reach God in this other way. It's like, it's just not, it's not sustainable. Like you, right. you need to build it on saying his word is the joy and rejoicing of my heart. Yeah. And like find a way if you have to fast, if you have to pray extended times as you read and before you read of like, God, show, show me just a glimpse at least today. He has to speak to you. It has to come alive to you every day or you have nothing. You have no oil. Like right. You have, you have no fire. Um, yeah. And from that, the Lord will trigger stuff. Like you said, like there will be, you'll go off on tangents and oh, now I have in one afternoon, I have seven messages that he showed <laughs> me like, you know, but then there's days and weeks where there's almost nothing, but you're like, you're still hearing him talk to you yeah. and you're still hearing his love letters that he bothered to write to you and right. to send to you. You're marinating. Yeah. And you're, you're learning, you're learning his voice so you can yeah. discern it and you can pick it out. Um, and that's, that's been the way that the Lord spoke to me mm-hmm. most of my life. And I don't believe he's going to change that that way. But in terms of the prophetic ways, um, yeah, I've had seasons where there was way more pictures and way more visions. Yeah. I've had seasons. Those are, I barely have any of those now. I've never had a prophetic dream that I know was prophetic. Mm. I hope they weren't prophetic. Um, and the, no, the ones I had, I really hope are not, are not. Prophetic. Um, but yeah, God speaks to me in a, a lot of crazy ways. Like he, he's even spoken to me through like through books and stories and, you know, things that would be quote unquote secular, just, you know, like things explode on you and they suddenly make sense and like, Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, I'm totally open to God speaking and definitely through the ministry of others, Mm -hmm. um, through songs a lot, like worship songs or other songs, uh, through people ministering, through discussing the word with other people. Like even these times, like I really feel like I hear from God just in our discussions on this podcast and I'm like, it, it makes me grow. Um, cause he's speaking in all these things. Um, so yeah, there's, I want to just say that like there's different ways he can reach you and he can reach every person different, but he wants to reach you every single day in his word. Yeah, absolutely. And you have to believe that <laughs> if you don't believe that you won't draw mm-hmm. from it. Mm-hmm. Well, I think also that the, uh, and it's something we train here, we mm-hmm. teach here in our seminars is that everything comes under the word, mm-hmm. every right. prophetic utterance. If it doesn't fit under the umbrella of the word, then something's wrong. But there's an interesting thing that comes with that also, because I've found that there are some times where people will be reading something in the word and they see a scripture and they're like, okay, this is a scripture. You know, it's yeah. like, you will die in your sins. It's like, oh, thank you. <laughs> you know, and they, uh. they feel like they have to go bring that to people like all around, just scatter it. And it's an odd thing. I've seen it happen in the, over the years. And it's like, wait a minute. The issue is the word of God is designed, him, when I say the word of God, I'm talking about mm-hmm. Jesus, is designed to be revealed under the inspiration of Holy Spirit. Yeah. And if he, if his word, if his written word, him, is not revealed under that, if truth isn't brought by Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. then it's, it's, uh, it's still truth, but it can be a it can be a sword that can kill off everything around it and never right. do any, you know, do you know what I'm saying? I heard this analogy <laughs> once about like the word is like a medicine cabinet yeah. and it's full of all these different, different prescriptions, mm. but you can't just go in there and pull whatever one you want and apply it to every <laughs> situation, yes. right? Cause you'll kill somebody, <laughs> yeah. but it's like knowing which Windex. one is the right one at the right time. <laughs> like, oh, that makes, they're all good yeah. and they're all, it's all beneficial. Right. It's all helpful. 
but it, you have to discern which one to apply right. at the right and time. You need, you need yeah. the Holy Spirit because the spirit of prophecy <laughs> exactly. is the testimony of right. Jesus. And he's he's like in that analogy, you know, he's like the doctor. Hopefully, he's like a good doctor right. that's prescribed it for the right situation. Yes, right. Yeah. And that's the inspiration. And right. the Holy Spirit. He, I mean, if we don't rely on him for this. And we can have a lot of really great words and they can sound awesome and you can pull something right out of the scripture and give it to somebody and mm -hmm. think, there, see, mm -hmm. it's scripture. It must apply to you. Right. It's like, like, well, that's the difference. Yes. I mean, that's the difference between our best efforts and God yeah. is because we're giving them a medicine out of the scripture and God's giving them the physician. Yes. The Holy Spirit's like, here's Jesus out yeah. of the scripture. Yes. He right. can handle anything you have. Let me reveal him to you. And let and that's what should be happening in our secret times. Yeah. Is he's like, look, come into contact with Jesus. That's that's pray reading the Bible. That's the Holy right. Spirit interpreting spiritual truths to you. If you're just like, oh, let me find the verse of the day. Oh, cool. Lamentations. Uh, you know, how the city has become a desolation. You're like, right. That's like right. fortune telling again. <laughs> scriptures for you today. Yeah, it's, right. like, <laughs> it's like those little fortune tellers that you folded in in middle school and you're like, oh look, look at this. Uh -huh. I opened to this page. That's not the Holy Spirit like <laughs> leading you. Eight ball. Well, also, I, I personally, I don't go like in the scriptures looking for a word for somebody in particular. <laughs> like, you know, it's like it's a, that's, that's a good. dangerous that's place good. to You'll go. Be in Ezekiel, like, especially yeah, you don't yeah, want to yeah, stay yeah. away from Ezekiel. If you don't like the person, oh yeah. If you don't like the person, <laughs> let, let's go to Ezekiel. Easy, easy. Yeah, knock it away. Like, flip the page, get Ezekiel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, you know, it's true, but you know, that's just not. The way that's not inspiration of the Holy Spirit. That's wow. you directing what you want yes. out of the word. Yes. I mean, I hate to say it that way, but it's true. Yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> it's like, and that's, a, that's the connection between hearing and obeying. Like, yeah. why do you want God to show you something? Right. So it's For, in your advantage or so you can obey it? You're right. a privileged person. <laughs> yes, a privileged person. That's yes. it. Yes. Wow. I yeah. hear. Yes. Capital also, apostle. I rarely get a word that doesn't affect me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> First, like, it I, has to. It, well, it has to, right? If it's right? a living yeah. word, it's going to affect you. You're going to be, and so people who like, I got this word for you. you. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yes. See, I think people, you know, they probably, people listeners need to hear that and know that is that it's not, you're not like indifferent to the word you're getting or right. separated. It's, right. I mean, if you're being used as a uh, instrument in God's hands, you will be affected. <laughs> you know, he's blowing into the instrument and the instrument's affected. It's not just passing through, you know, because it's going for somebody. Uh, it should uh, try you. Yes. Yes? yes. <laughs> the instrument the analogy, just... that's a good one. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen one comes out of a trumpet when you've been playing it for a long time. It's not pretty. It's not... <laughs> That's perfect. It affects the instrument. It Let me just tell you instrument. that. Okay. Moving on. I've only ever played a, a visual when you said great. it. I was like, that that's is a, that is. I've only truth. ever played a recorder. Oh. They made us learn that in third grade. Yeah. And yeah. there was a lot of spit. Shout yeah. out. A lot of spit. A lot of spit. Oh my gosh. You guys are a kick. We are the Lord's recorder. Write <laughs> <laughs> the vision. All right. I'm going to ask you guys one more question. As one we more wrap, only? Wrap, is this yes, it? Okay. Wrap up for today. And you could just tell me one specific incident uh <laughs> no <laughs> one specific time where um hearing from god changed you or changed the way you were thinking or seeing something in a significant way can you just the only time anything something? good has ever happened in my life has been a result of god's word <laughs> being like hey you need this is better 
but I'll give you a good example. I'll give you an example. Yeah, a specific example. Um, specific. Specific, oh, specific example. A Pacific Pacific, Pacific example. example. <laughs> oh, that's okay, harder so when you is, want uh, specifics. <laughs> just the, the idea of Christ as peacemaker. Blessed are the peacemakers, not the cheesemakers. Mm-hmm. Blessed yes. are the peacemakers, okay? And so that, like, to me, that settled on me so, like, it just, like, destroyed my whole outlook. Because it wasn't about, like, it means that I'm the one responsible to make peace. Like, I'm a peacemaker. As much as it depends on me, live at peace with all people. Like, Mm -hmm. that study on peace, you can't, like, just let conflict swirl around you as a believer. And I don't take that approach. Whenever there's conflict in my relationships with my kids at, at church or whatever, I try to be the one to say, like, what can I yield to, like, solve this conflict? Like, how can I take the first step into this? Do I do it perfectly? No, not at all. But I can never be okay anymore sitting back and being like, well, that person needs to apologize to me. Well, that person offended me. I can't operate now. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm no longer crippled by that. And that that's a, like such a powerful mindset, even though it hurts and it's like it's humbling. It is such a freeing thing. It, it just changes how you approach all your relationships. And that's from the word. Like you would never get that. Like our society doesn't tell you that. They tell you like you can't have peace because of everything that's happened to you and everything that's been done to you. And here's a way to fix it. And you'll never be able to reconcile with this person. They're a narcissist, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's like there's no hope in that. And so, like, that's just one example, but one specific broad uh, yeah, example. Very <laughs> one specific broad example. Um, well, no, I mean, I could tell you all the different people in my life that applied to and, and how it could applied. Could you repeat the question? That wasn't, it wouldn't be very nice to, to yeah, say all the, the people. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you one actually, that one time I got hit with the one on gossip, and I actually apologized to a guy that I'd been gossiping about and tearing him down behind his back. And that really, really hurt. And that really burned the, the gossip bone out of my body because I actually told him, Hey, I've been talking bad about you and I've been making fun of you mm. and I dishonored you. And I was like, Oh, like, uh, it's like, rough. and that, if you do that, like it'll burn that crap out of you, but people <laughs> don't do it. They don't actually, I mean, cause it hurts, but Thank so you. that, that hurts even remembering nice. that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so so yes. give me the question specifically. Again. Yeah. Specific. <laughs> Just give me one specific specific time specific where hearing God uh, changed you in a significant way Um, or memorable, you know? So I won't give you the name of the person. Okay. Okay. That's good. That's good. But I did get a word for someone once and it was a word to, this was one of those times when I didn't give the word. Mm. So that's why it changed me so much where I got a word for a young man in our congregation who, um, God told me that he needed to be validated before he got up to preach. Mm-hmm. And I just said, no. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, the, what happened after that was was interesting because another prophet in our congregation, our pastor at the time, Pastor Tom Shaw, uh, she actually got up and gave the word I gave, like with scriptures that God had given me. Because uh, he had given me like a couple of scriptures to as a... Um, uh, just a, uh, going into the prophecy, if you will. And it turned out when the gentleman got up to preach, he actually used those two scriptures. He started mm-hmm. with those two. And I'm like, okay, this, you know, now my, I'm kind of like yeah, my head's down, down and I'm really uh, in it. Yeah. And so, um, and then she got up afterwards and 
validated him. And then I real and God was telling me, you sh- you're supposed to get up, give these two scriptures, validate this young man. Because and what God told me was very specific. He said, what he's about to preach is beyond his years, but I've given him this message. And I'm like, that's nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is why. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. I'd like to tell you. I mean, and there've been times I've been very obedient to God. I think that happened once, and <laughs> and actually gave, you know, specifically where you know, and uh, and it worked out wonderful. You know, I can give you some of those specifics, but that specific <laughs> is the one that sticks in my soul heart more than the painful uh, ones. Oh yeah, because I realized, oh wow, God, he he uses that word. To, to really uh, help somebody, mm. promote somebody, validate someone. And we have to see that it's not about us. Just because I didn't feel like doing it or felt like it was weird or, you know, I don't know, you know, I, I was disobedient. And, you know, I, isn't that nice hearing that? That's, oh, disobedient that's, Bob. That's what they're right. going to call him now. It's D- DB. <laughs> and so, I can't believe that's the the incident that you picked to, to talk it about. Changed your life. It changed you in a significant way. Yeah. Like, Did it? Yes. Mm. Like the most significant way. Oh. Like, and like I said, I've had to deal with that along yeah. the way, but it's, it's, it's amazing. Have you forgiven yourself? It took a while. <laughs> There's a lot of weird condemnation that went with that. <laughs> totally not God, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, it's kind of kind of strange. Because I know it's you kinda... believe you can't forgive yourself. So right, right. I didn't forgive myself. <laughs> God, God, Jehovah had, forgave it, you. God. God had to take care of. The, he's, he's in the forgiving business. I'm yes. in the receiving the forgiveness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, um, and that was very significant. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I. I I'd love to, I could give you like a bunch of specifics of like, oh, this way, you know, I gave this word and it happened. It came revealed. We should do that. We should just do a podcast. Podcast on the words Good that came words. to pass. Good words. We'll do that on the mantle oh, yeah. oh yeah. Yeah. I've had a dream that I had once that was like very specific. I don't want to even get into the details of it right now, mm-hmm. but this is a long time. I've had several dreams that, um, where I was told in the dream to go to these people and let them and warn them because something was happening to their lives. They didn't even know it. And I saw what was happening, everything gave it to them. And it came to pass within a week or two. Mm -hmm. That was pretty significant. That's, and I was fairly young in God at the time. So it made an impression on me like, Whoa, God does that. And it was odd going because I was like, I don't know if I'm supposed to do this or, you know, and they were older in God than me and everything. But Mm -hmm. so, yes, uh, that was significant. (laughs) It was a good, it was a good significant. That worked out really well. (laughs) I didn't have to repent from that one. (laughs) So I hope that helps you a little. What about you? Me? Yeah. Are you going to leave us hanging? You should go out with yours. Okay. I'll share one. This was actually a really personal one for me where the Lord was speaking to me. Um, and it was actually, uh, it's come up in my, I was remembering it was about a year ago actually. And, um, I just had a lot of questions. I was just questioning, like I knew the Lord was bringing me into something new, been preparing me and I'd be getting all these prophetic words. And I was just like in all of this, like, que- I had so many questions and questions, questions, where am I supposed to be? What am I supposed to be doing? Am I in the right place? Am I in- with the right people? What am I, you know, all the things, everything was up in the air. Everything was under question. And, um, I was actually with, um, pastor Celine. Well, maybe it was a year ago. Um, whenever it was, I was with pastor Celine in San Diego and we were walking and uh, a couple of people with us and we were walking around and um, in San Diego, there's this building with this mural on the side of it and it has these words painted on it. And it says, 
you are exactly where you need to be. <laughs> and I'm walking by and I see this and it was like, it like just hit me. And it was, it was like the voice of God hit yes. my entire life. And it, and it's weird. Cause it's like, you know, probably some secular person painted this up there. It wasn't a Christian building. Did you go you back know? there later like, and it wasn't there? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I took a picture of it. Oh, yeah. That's good. <laughs> cause I, because it was so significant to me, actually, it was like, you know, like you were saying, like, you know, and you're no, yeah, or like it yeah. hits you. So surely, like I knew God was answering all of my questions in one simple statement on a wall in San Diego. <laughs> and it actually like completely settled everything for me, yeah. like completely, like wow. peace, uh, just like a, a surety and a faith that I was where I was supposed to be with the people I was supposed to be with, doing the things I was supposed to do. Like it just, it's like this whole whirlwind of stuff just went like that in an, in an instant. That's it amazing. was so weird. Mm -hmm. So and God so used a wall. He did. To prophesy he's, to you. He, yeah. And he does that. Like he's, he can, he's yes. so personal yes. and I wasn't looking for it. Yes. Right. I'm like, right. We had been at this, you know, doing all this spiritual stuff all week uh -huh. and, you know, and it's like nothing <laughs> came during that. And we're having lunch, walking back to the car and bam, like that it, hit. it just hit. People and, don't realize how God can talk to them. We're talking about hearing God, but yeah. Uh, I, I'm sure you guys have it. I've had this happen on several occasions where somebody who doesn't even know Jesus yep. mm -hmm. talks to you. Mm -hmm. Like they don't know they're actually speaking to you yeah. from God. And you, when it hits you, you're just like, like I, you, I, uh, when that happens to me, I don't even know what to do. Like I'm just like, really? You're, God, really, you're using this person like you know now? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually listen to him? Like right. he's so out of the blue mm -hmm. speaking you know, and he doesn't know he what he's speaking. That's mm -hmm. the whole other side of it. Mm -hmm. he, it may be something unrelated, and then all of a sudden this message is coming in, and you're like, "Okay, <laughs> that was interesting, God. You <laughs> used somebody, yeah, it, anybody, or or I like that use a wall. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should go back to that picture and look at it. I'm pretty sure it faded <laughs> out. <laughs> <laughs> it says like eat our hamburgers here or something. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But, yeah. But anyway, yeah. But it's just when God speaks, he settles things and it's, you know, it's clear. And so that's why, um, you know, we're talking about hearing God today because it's such a wonderful thing. We don't actually have to wander through life wondering yeah. what our life's supposed to be about, what our purpose is, what our direction is. All of that is found in him and he's so willing to lead us and guide us and yeah. teach us how to hear him and to to grow us in that and to put our feet on solid ground. And that I think is just the the wonderful thing about hearing the Lord is that he's so present, he's so close, he's so personal, he's so invested in yeah. us. I mean, he's so invested in our our success and our um our wholeness and bringing us into life. It's amazing to me how available he is yeah. <laughs> to us and yeah. so willing to speak to us and willing to, to comfort and willing to give correction when we need it and willing to love us that way. And I don't yeah, know. It's I, I, actually wanna, I want to speak to, you know, I know we're yeah. kind of maybe yeah, closing yeah. things out, but I want to speak to people out there who uh, uh, maybe you're feeling like you don't hear him regularly, or you're maybe a little confused when mm -hmm. you hear him or you're not sure. Uh, but God is um, he's there for you. Uh, he's a caring, uh, mm -hmm. considerate God uh, that cares about how you hear him and also how you interpret what you hear from him. Yeah. Um, but most important, what you're going to do with what you hear from him. Yeah. 
Because a lot of times we can have a lot of hearing and no doing. Mm. And so God, uh, I I believe he's speaking uh, to you today that uh, assuring your heart that he's, he's got you. He's got you right where he wants you. He's got you. Yeah. He's got you in the palm of his hand. Um, but also that he wants you to understand that you're hearing him and then respond to what he's saying in your life. Mm -hmm. And this is, uh, the biggest part about hearing God. Uh, and it's all wrapped up in when we pray with him to God, praying to God is not a big checklist of I want this and I need that and I have that. It's really a two-way conversation. Mm-hmm. It's most it's supposed to be that. So when you go to talk to him, because mm-hmm. I, I sense there's someone listening that and not only you don't feel like you're not you haven't heard him for a while, but also you feel like maybe he's not hearing you. Mm-hmm. Um, and God wants to speak to you today yeah. that um, he's heard every prayer and uh, he he hears you uh, but you need to be open to hearing him back and him uh, speaking into your life and directing your life, uh, that he has a, a plan in mind that may not be exactly the way you see it, yeah. um, but you have to be open to hearing the possibility of his greatness in your life and his, especially his care for you, for everything about your life. Yeah. So, Father, in Jesus' name, um, we just agree together, Father, for those who might be hearing this for the first time. I pray, God, that in hearing this, they're hearing your voice, Father, toward them, toward us. Father, that you're reaching down, Father, from heaven even now and bringing comfort, strength, peace to souls, Father. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, God. I thank you for removing any confusion, Father, from removing even the whirlwind, oh God, like uh, Liz was talking about mm-hmm. in her soul. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And knowing that God has you right where he wants you. Yeah, thank you, Lord. And your next step is ordered by him. So in Jesus' name, strengthen your people, oh God. We reach to you. We just praise you and thank you, God, for your goodness. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Hey, thanks for joining us, huh? Yeah. Hey, why does he even want to talk to you? It's because he loves you. Yeah. Yeah. It's because he wants to know you. And it says eternal life is this, that they know you, the only true God in Jesus Christ whom you've sent. Mm -hmm. That's our life. That's that's abundant life is to be part of his conversation. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and Bride. Yeah. To be part of that. Mm-hmm. And you get to share, you get to stand in his council, you get to to sit at his feet and hear what he's saying to, uh, I think it was, um, I heard a great teaching on this, but if you're sitting at the feet of Jesus, you're going to say, you're going to hear whatever he says to his other prophets, even yeah. if you don't think you're a great mantled prophet or a great right. apostle, or if you just sit at his feet, you're going to overhear everything that that he says. Yeah. And it's, he wants you to hear, he wants you to, to relate. He wants to pursue you with his word. He wants to build your faith with his word. Uh, he wants you to be in connection with him. He wants you to, to really experience that love. That's why he talks, right? The, why do you talk to anybody? Cause you want to share your heart with them. And yeah. God doesn't, he, what made him even want to create us, let alone share his heart with us. Yeah. It's because of his yeah. abundant goodness and his kindness. So that's who you're talking to. That, that's who's talking to you. Mm-hmm. Somebody who's overwhelmingly kind to you. 
So I think we need to change our views sometimes to be like, I got to decode the message of what he's saying so I can get it right. That's what I do sometimes. But it's like, no, he's just trying to overflow on me and share his heart. And I got to just plug in to that. Yeah. So I love what Pastor Bob prayed and and what, what you led on this discussion. I think like the Lord is, is activating you. And if, if you go to him and you seek him in prayer and in his word, he's going to just, he's going to share his heart. I yeah. love what the Lord's uh, putting on Pastor David lately about this anticipation about prayer and spending time with God. I think we should be talking about that at some point in time here. Uh, <laughs> but when you were talking, it reminded me of uh, something we've talked about in the past. I'm sure I know I have, but uh, Caleb, uh, you know, yeah. he's, yeah, he's, you know, he, his name means dog, right? So you're like, oh, dog. And what God showed me a long time ago was that he's, um, in God's mind, it's much like um, a lap dog. Like you have this <laughs> dog and uh, we have a prophet in our house that has a little doggy. <laughs> he always tells me about it. he's a little weird like this. Oh, yeah. yeah. Prophet Rob is yeah. a strange guy. <laughs> and so, um, but, you know, the dog jumps on your lap and it's so happy to see you when you walk in. And I believe, like Caleb, why he so pleased God. And so I think his name spoke to actually how he was with God. Mm. And when you want to hear God, I say jump in his lap, <laughs> spend time there with him, yeah? And just be, you know, like, all right, God, <laughs> you know, I'm here with you. I'm <laughs> spending time. I just want to be with you. I'm not really interested Ooh. in, like, all the great mysteries and all that. Those will come. <laughs> But I just want to be with you. And something that yeah. Pastor David talked about just triggered that. And I just, it's funny because there's such a anticipation, um, not just an excitement, but a true anticipation, expectation of him mm -hmm. and just spending that time with him. And then he does talk to Dude, you. Dude, and you're going to be as strong as 80 as you were <laughs> yeah, at 40. Yes. <laughs> with the, the voice of the Lord's going to strengthen you. you got to hear his voice to strengthen you. And the whole time you're in his lap and he's going, you're going to do <laughs> oh, so good. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. Okay, well. Go for it. Good. Throw us This out has here. been yeah. an adventure, a walkabout. We went all over the place today. I hope you guys stuck with us. Crikey. And I hope you come back <laughs> next week for more Go Hear God this week. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to get the latest episode. And for more information, visit spiritschoolofministry.com.